So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hartley. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Before we jump into today's episode, we're talking about some really exciting stuff, by the way, experimental marketing um, and diversifying revenue. Uh, I want to encourage you guys to, to jump over to my Facebook group. And I want to start with that right off the bat. So that way you can pause this and you can get over there because Zach Schiffman and, and I, the, today's guests, we're over there live in video format uh, months in advance. So you're listening to this right now on Spotify or on iTunes or Stitcher, whatever your preferred podcast uh, broadcaster is. And yet there's a group of 17,000 photographers that have gotten a chance to tune into this uh, much, much earlier. And so if you would like early access to the podcast and you want free coaching from me, I do free coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in that group, head to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. And you can search for Zach Schiffman uh, there in the, uh, just in the search tab in this video will pop up. And that'll be important in case we make any visual references uh, or you just want to look Zach up. Uh, you'll find him there uh, in this video right in the group. And so listen, I got Zach Schiffman with me today on the podcast. Uh, this is fun. He's got a dual major in television production and entertainment marketing. He runs Studio Z. Studio Z is like a video and photo activation business. We'll have to understand what that is here in a little bit. Yeah. But a, a video and photo activation business uh, out of New York. He's the master of using experimental marketing to boost brand awareness, uh, to help businesses stand out both online and offline. And what we're going to talk about today is how to leverage uh, these brand activations and how to leverage experimental marketing to both grow your own business, but also how to diversify your income and provide this as a service to others as well. Zach, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. Of course, man. Excited to chat. So let's let's start talking briefly about this dual major. We chatted very briefly about <laughs> sure. it off air here, kind of in the pre-roll. But uh, you had a dual major in television production and entertainment yeah. marketing. I feel like yeah. 
I feel like in the day and age of short form video content on with TikTok and reels, like I feel like we all need a degree in entertainment marketing. Could you let me know a little bit more about what that is? Yeah. So I went to Emerson College in Boston um, as a TV major and I sort of had a realization, I think my sophomore year um, where I kind of freaked out and said, what if I finish college and I decide I hate TV production. Like what's my fallback? And I had always been into marketing. It started early on in college with like qualitative and quantitative marketing where I was just like doing focus groups for money on the side to, Mm. you know, go out to eat in Boston, but it fascinated me. Um, But then I realized I wanted to focus more on the entertainment side um, with, you know, things like guerrilla marketing and brand activations and, um, I just decided I was going to create my own major, uh, sort of a cross between, so I could have that fallback if I decided I, you know, no longer wanted to do TV. Um, now, fast forward 12 years, I've sort of merged the two. I still work in TV. I own this company now, and the two sort of have crossed over many times in 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 life, which has always been interesting to me. Um, but I, I love that I've been able to use both sides of my degree in two very different um, six-figure ways. Love that. So let's talk a little bit about the this phrase brand activation. You, you mentioned yeah. just right there, you were like uh, guerrilla marketing, uh, entertainment <laughs> marketing, brand activation. Can we get uh, a bit more of maybe even more than just a definition, but some examples or some visuals uh, to wrap our minds around what you're referring to as you say this? Yeah. So when we talk about brand activations or uh, marketing activations, I, I try to say, think of it in the way of when you go to uh, a convention, you know, be a Comic-Con, VidCon. Um, those are very literal terms of brand activations where you walk up, you see a company like Pop Funko, for instance, you know, such a popular uh, collectible and they have a huge footprint at Comic-Con and you walk up and you see their displays and they might be doing um, different interactions with uh with the customers and those, those are all brand activations. They're, they're taking a space and they're activating in it, you know, like a one-on-one uh, consumer to bring. It's not, um, sorry, it says my microphone has changed. I hope I didn't drop out there. Um, it's not, you know, paid TV advertising or, or email marketing or sponsored ads. It's a very real way to, greet a consumer face to face and put that product or brand in front of them and get them into top of mind. That makes um, sense. Yes. To, uh, to, to parallel this, maybe even to the photography space, um, you know, I'm heading on to speak at WPPI. WPPI is oh, awesome. one of the largest uh, photography conventions for wedding and portraiture. And, um, but uh, so I see brand activations as an example that you just gave there all the time. There's a, yeah. there's a Westcott has this light called like the ice light. Yeah. And they always have these booths where you have like a model in the booth and they'll have these ice lights set up that you can set the light where you want it. And then they'll hand yep. you a camera and, and you can just like take photographs of the model, like with their lighting. Right. And get you really hands-on and interacting with their product. That would be an yeah. example. Is that correct? To- Totally. And, and what their goal there is, is for you to do something organically that's fun. And maybe, mm. you know, in the simplest form, you're looking at it as like, oh, cool. This is a really like fun way for me to test out a new lighting skill. But at yeah. the same time, they're putting their product right in front of you, getting it at the top of your mind that you walk away. And now you're like, 
hey, what was that light I used at WPPI? Let me go check the price of that on Amazon. And then maybe you buy it. Maybe you tell a friend about it. Or more realistically, you take that photo, you throw it on Instagram to your you know, thousands of followers, and now they have it in top of mind. It's free mm. marketing for them at the end of the day. Love that. So is there a distinction between this idea of brand activations and then experimental marketing? Does experimental marketing get into- uh... It's sort of one and the same. Um, Hmm. I think they're sort of synonymous. Someone with, you know, much more experience in advertising and, and, and marketing, you know, that works at the agency level would probably say there's a difference to me. Hmm. Not so much. Um, You know, it could be, as simple as a street team handing out Nutrigrain bars on the street to passerbys, you know, you okay, can say yeah. that's a form of experiential marketing, a form of a brand activation, or it could be um, things we're looking at, like going to VidCon and videotaping people jumping out a nine foot window into a foam pit, you know, the, something as grand as that. Um, there's so many different ways to think about it and look at it, but I, I think they're all sort of fall under that umbrella. So how did you find, I mean, I know that you, you went to college, you studied TV and, and you studied this idea of entertainment marketing, but how did you end up actually getting into the space, uh, equipment in hand, getting in front of, of people? Like, how did you discover that this is what you wanted to create Studio Z for? Yeah. So um, right out of college, I took a job with ESPN um, on my TV side. I'm a stage manager okay. and I was living in the middle of Connecticut, kind of middle of nowhere. Um making $27,000 a year and always was a photographer at heart, you know, always had my cannons in high school, um, through college. I was talking to my girlfriend recently and we were talking about my first like digital photography class using the Sony Mavicas that used floppy disks that went in. Oh my God, um, I've never so even like, heard of that. Oh, there's so, I, Google, I think it's Sony Mavica and they had these like square digital cameras. They were maybe 1.2 megapixels and it took in the floppy disk. Um, <laughs> as, as it's uh, as it's CF card, as it would be now. Sure. Um, but I was always into technology and, you know, maybe I'm not the best wedding photographer, um, but I thought this could be something that would interest me. And I was at my cousin's wedding in Las Vegas and their photographer had a quote unquote open air photo booth set up, which was really more of a three point lighting photographer driven mm-hmm. um, photo shoot but you could email your photos on the spot. Um, and I had never seen something like that. And then a few years went by. Um, my grandmother had passed away, left us some money, paid off my student loans and had like $2,000 left of that. And I said, well, what can I do for myself now that I did the responsible thing and got rid of my debt? And I was like, I'm going to buy new camera equipment. I want to be a wedding photographer, an event photographer. Bought all that stuff, bought my first L lens, you know, uh, booked my first cheap wedding for a few hundred dollars, nearly missed the first kiss. And as I'm sure all everyone's had that moment and was like, this is way too stressful for me. And I thought, what could I do? And um, I remembered that wedding that I went to of my cousins. And I, I started looking into the photo booth side of it. And I ended up saying, all right, let's try this. And I went on Groupon and I created a deal with Groupon back when there were one deal a day. And it was kind of like I had a weekend of marketing to um, 
the greater Hartford, Connecticut area. And calls started coming in, gave me the capital I needed to buy my first die sub printer, the props, Mm. the rest of the stuff I needed. And I started just doing, you know, small family gatherings, some lower end weddings, those kind of things. Um, I eventually took a job with NBC in New York, moved down to this area, and then things just started to grow. I, I sort of pivoted from hey, let's be the guy that has 12 feet of table full of silly hats and mustaches and props to let's be a luxury brand. Raised my prices, sort of went for more of that glam style wedding, um, high quality photos, great lighting, that kind of aspect. And then things sort of just took off. And then, you know, you start to meet planners and those planners then also don't just do weddings in New York. They also do PR events and they have agencies that that they help create events and experiences for and that sort of just branched out and then every year we just continued to grow both um, with our internal um, networking and mm-hmm. with like organically on Google we grew and then you know that brings in new names um, and then we just started doing bigger and better things and ended up in China working a golf tournament or at the Super Bowl for two years with Sirius XM, Hmm. uh, creating experiences for them. And then it just became, it went from a passion to a new full-time job on top of my other full-time job. And I love it. It's just something that's so fun. And I love creating new things. You, You said earlier, um, our name, we call ourselves Studio Z Custom Photo and Video Activations. Our legal name is Studio Z Photo Booths because back when I created my company, that's what we were. We were photo booths. But now I don't think photo booths is a proper term for what we do anymore. Like mm. at the core of it, yes, we do photo booths for social events and for companies and too, but we want to do so much more. We want to mm. create these unique experiences. These We love when clients come to us and say like, hey, we have a ball pit. Can we mount a camera over it and catch people jumping into it? And we're like, yeah, we can do that. Is that a photo booth? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, we'll find the ways to do it. We literally think outside the box to create these experiences for our clients. Um, and yeah. That's awesome. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's super clear. So we're going to talk a little bit about how the photographers who are listening Uh, can use some of these uh, ideas of brand activation and experimental marketing for two things. One is maybe even to leverage their own brand to get more awareness for their own brand, more exposure, more leads, but also how maybe they could offer this as a service. Uh, But what you just said got me curious now. You just gave a a really great example of like mounting a camera overhead as people jump into a ball pit. Would you be open, you know, you mentioned also... uh, working with Sirius XM at the Super Bowl, yeah. sharing a couple uh, ideas, uh, examples that you've executed on interesting kind of brand activations or uh, experimental marketing. And, yes. and if it's a, you know, if there's any, you don't have to name brands if that's a concern. No, it's totally fine. Um, so when brands come to us, their ultimate goal is to give themselves exposure to consumers. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it could be a private event or it could be public facing at a festival, concert, trade show, et cetera. Um, and I, I always mention, if you think back eight, 10 years ago, when like the dawn of Instagram came up, everyone was posting everything. Like the idea of the hashtag was born and it was like, how many hashtags can we throw on a post? And everyone just wanted to, because it was the thing to do. And then the influencer was born. And, you know, people like the Kardashians started it and they said, 
well, if we're going to post a hashtag or if we're going to promote this brand, we want to be paid for it. Mm. And people are now very attuned to that. And, you know, as you sit there drinking a Red Bull, I don't know if you would, you know, organically just post a photo of you with a Red Bull um, without getting compensated for it. Sure. But if you were to be at a concert and, you know, you're in the pre-show, there's a fan fest area and Red Bull has a setup and they're doing, let's say, an overhead photo booth or a green screen where they put you on a Red Bull Flutog, you know, whatever their fun um, sports that they do or a hang glider or something. They, that might be something where you say like, hey, this is a really cool output. I want to post it. And you don't even think about the fact that that posting has their brand logo on it or it's treated in some way and you're giving them free marketing to all your followers. Hmm. So that's our goal now. Um, and we get a lot of companies that come to us and say like, this is what we want to do. Um, we do an event called Jingle Ball. It's for iHeartRadio. It happens every December. It tours the country and they always have a big fan fest before their concert. That's probably anywhere from 20 to 50 trade show booths that are all local brands. And they're all look, just looking to give out their product or have a photo op or something while there's lesser known talent performing on a stage. And it's the free aspect of this concert because many people can't get tickets to it, but they want to be a part of it. So one year we had Brookstone come to us and said, we are doing a photo booth. We, we're doing a, a, a setup at the pre-show for Jingle Ball. Mm -hmm. And we want to get brand recognition for Ariana Grande's new cat ear headphones that we're selling at Brookstone. It was like an exclusive that they had. There were these ugly headphones with, with cat ear <laughs> speakers. Um, I mean, but they were marketed towards 13-year-olds, which was the target market of this festival. It was all pop singers, etc. So we created this like recording booth made out of plexiglass with an on-air light and a microphone. And we brought in pounds of purple metallic confetti and we did boomerangs mm. and kids would throw the confetti, wearing the headphones, having the time of their lives. And we made a stipulation that if they shared it on Instagram, tagged Brookstone, tagged a specific hashtag, they were entered to win tickets for the concert that night. And pretty much everyone that was in that pre-show festival didn't have tickets, but they wanted them. So I think in like the three hours that we were there, we did 350 to 400 unique posts on Instagram with their brand right. tagged. And then we chose a winner. We DM them. We heard the scream of two girls across the venue. They come running because they won the tickets. Um, but that was a successful brand activation, you know, and it was something so simple. It's just throwing confetti and capturing a boomerang. Um, but incentivizing it is always what I tell brands will get your KPI or your return of investment, you know, so much faster because people love free things. Mm. They love doing the fun output, but if they get a free prize with it too, they're way more apt to talk about your brand. So for the photographers who are listening to this today, you know, we've got a wide audience. We've got some wedding yeah. photographers here. We got some portrait photographers, boudoir, family, newborns, uh, some senior photographers, certainly landscape, brand photographers, commercial. <laughs> it's, a, it's a broad audience. Um, I'm curious if maybe we could unpack some ideas uh, that a photography studio could use. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of actually doing some sort of uh, activation or experimental marketing um, that could gather attention back towards their brand. Yeah. Um, and so I, if you want any more clarity, we could, we could, I can give you a little bit more uh, to work off of. Um, but, if, or if you're good to go, we can just go with that. No, 
so you're talking about to boost their own personal photography brand. Exactly. Yeah. To yeah. Get more eyeballs. So, to get, yeah. Go ahead. There, there's a few ways you can do it. And maybe you can tap in on this too. You said you own a few photo booths as well. Um, and you're, you know, in that wedding industry, that's the simplest way. Um, owning a photo booth as an add on to your wedding photography services. Um, it's, if you're a photographer, it's fairly simple to learn the photo booth side of it because you already know how to properly light, use a strobe, uh, expose proper white balance. You're already ahead of like 80% of the industry that has no idea, but they claim they're photographers. Um, there's a lot of people that have just seen this industry as like a low barrier to entry and think, Hey, I can do it, but actually don't know what the P they think P means professional on a camera. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think you have an easy way in, but on the growth side of it, if you use photo booths now, these days are always instant share. You can easily collect email addresses from everyone that uses your photo booth at a wedding or an event or a trade show, et cetera, and build up your marketing email list. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can get eyes back on your website. You know, if you if you drive them to view their photos on your website and then you're creating organic um, organic traffic that helps Google boost you because they see an influx. Um, on the simpler side, if you don't want to invest in a setup, there's so many programs now. I just learned about one the other day um, called Spot My Photos. And mm. it's really just a simple tethering to, you know, a Surface Pro or an iPad. I forget what they use. There's a ton of different companies that do it. That if you were at, you know, if you were hired to shoot a gala, you could add on this service where you're basically a roaming photographer with a, 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 a tablet strapped to you. And every photo you take is auto tethered to that device. I think you can even use your iPhone now. I think you can do it wirelessly. Don't quote mm. me on that, but I'm pretty sure. And when the software gets the photo, it instantly brands it, be it your logo, the company who hired you's logo, et cetera. And you can text or email that right to the guests you're taking photos of. So, you know, we're so used to, hey, an event photographer takes the photos and then none of the guests ever see them, but the client has them for, you know, mm. whatever recap that they need or proof of the event. But now there's such a way to engage the people that are actually there and give them something, you know, to up your step and repeat. Um, it's just, and, and once again, you can create a marketing list out of that, or you can collect phone numbers for text marketing. All you need is that little opt-in that people don't even see that they're opting into when they're sharing and you have their permission. Um, yeah. That's a really definitely a lot of ways. The, the way you just shared about the tethering, I mean, that's essentially what happened when I was at Disney World, right? Like you mm -hmm. walk around Disney World, people have a camera and they, and I pay for the little photo package or whatever. Yeah. And I just go around and I get my picture taken and then it just goes right to my phone. Yeah. Um, to be able to do it, that would it's be- not, It's not something I do, but I know people that do it that, you know, you could- share a lower resolution watermarked image, but push them to your photo reflect or your pixie set to buy enlargements. And, you know, that could just be extra passive income for you. You know, if you, you sell two packages to, to guests, you know, per event that adds up over time, just that little bit of extra income for very little investment upfront. Um, and there's not that many people doing things like that right now. There's a lot of people stuck in the mindset like, oh, I'm a photo booth company. I have to be like an actual kiosk. Like I take photos, I brand them, I, I print the little strips, mm -hmm. but you don't have to do strips. You could print out eight by tens if you want. These die mm -hmm. sub printers aren't that expensive anymore. And they print in anywhere from 
like seven to 30 seconds, depending on the size, you know, there's so many things you can offer, um, right away. You can take the mindset of a school photographer and bring it to the event space using, you can use a program like darkroom core, which you can capture and print out packages on the spot. I mean, you don't have to be a company like life touch or whoever owns all the mall Easter bunnies anymore. You can offer these direct now. I, you know, I know people that get mall contracts on the side in the winter. Um, I was down in Atlanta once and it's a little I, straying away from the photo booth side, but I guess it's sort of directly related. I was visiting uh, some family and I had two little cousins and they, we, we went to a photography studio there was a, uh, a photographer there who does Santa photos in his studio from like mid-November to like right before Christmas. And you have to book him in like February. He is that popular. And while you wait, he has like a pit of snow. You can color, co- you can paint on <laughs> cookies. You know, it's like Santa's w- workshop and it's very cool. And this guy, it's like a two minute session. You get in, he's on his little rolling uh, chair. He takes photos of you and Santa gets these amazing outputs. And I don't even know if you get them on the spot. And I forget what he charges. It's anywhere from like 30 to $50. Um, and I did the math once and I was like, he does this many sessions a day times like the five or six week he does it. He brings in half a million dollars just doing this. Hmm. And that's not even his like core business. And I think yeah. he does it for Easter too. And you know, that's utilizing all the equipment that he has already. Um, and maybe a slower period for him. You know, the weddings aren't as popular in December as they are in the summer. Um, but I mean, I was blown away and mm-hmm. it's something like people come back year after year to do. Yeah. Yeah. What you bring up about the ways that we can use a photo booth for, uh, collecting, you know, there's one that I have, um, I use this thing called a Giphy booth. Yeah. G I F Y Y Y. Yeah. So uh, you, you have an iPad inside a ring light. Exactly. Yeah. But it collects yeah. phone numbers. Sure. Um, and then I get And that has automated texting. So I can set yeah. up three automated texts after the event yep. to go out and then I don't even have to do it. It just like yeah. does it on its own. Uh, and it's such a powerful way just to market directly to someone yeah. after the event. I'm curious if you don't mind kind of brainstorming with me. Uh, so, you know, a lot of photographers, maybe there's an expo, um, a, a trade show with wedding photographers. It makes a lot of sense, maybe a bridal show, um, but even boudoir photographers to have a booth at a bridal show. There's so much value there. Cause you know, women are working their butts off. They're trying to look their best for the wedding day. They want to, they want something sexy to give to their partner. You know what I mean? Like something like yeah. that. So even a boudoir photographer at a bridal show or um, for a family photographer, maybe to do something like a, to go to a home and garden trade show uh, to photograph, offer uh, families photo sessions in their homes. I say this because I'm, I'm curious, you know, in that type of an environment, is do you have any ideas of maybe ways uh, to to leverage like a experimental marketing at like a, a a trade show booth when we've got all of these people, all of this traffic there? Yeah. So you bring up the Giphy booth, and and these iPad based photo booths have become mm-hmm. increasingly popular over the last four to five years, and they've come down in price. I mean, at at the core of it, it's just a piece of metal with a newer brand ring. And they're not the greatest quality in the world. You're using a front-facing camera on an iPad with a very harsh ring light. Mm. Um, You really have to use it as, I would never, a lot of people use it as a photo booth from like six feet away. And I think the quality is awful. It's really Mm. made for selfies up close, which 
is great in the trade show environment because these photo booths that are iPad based take up a one by one or two by two footprint. You don't need yeah. to have a backdrop. You can have, you can completely brand them with like vinyl branding for either your brand or if you're hired out by, you know, a company working a trade show and you're promoting their brand, all the software is going to collect phone numbers or emails. Everything's going to be fully branded. It's so simple. And they're all over trade shows. You go to a Vegas trade show, everyone's got a photo booth, even if it's a simple iPad or something more elaborate. Um, but going back to like the uh, Jingle Ball, the simplest way to do it is to offer something for free by doing it. So if mm. you're that company at a wedding expo, hey, it's, you know, use our photo booth, be entered to win a free boudoir session or a free two hour photo booth or, or whatnot. People are going to flock because they want that free thing, especially brides. Anything a bride can do to save a few thousand dollars on their wedding day is huge to them. Um, it's also something if you're promoting your photography services, I always say know your worth, but there's definitely something to be said that you could offer, you know, a Giphy booth on the dance floor for free with a wedding package. And that's just that one little incentive that might, you know, if you and I are charging $7,000 for the full day, but I offer that photo booth that could live on a dance floor, which is like a very cool thing to do. You just, you know, it's a one by one footprint, pop it on the dance floor. It could be battery operated, some of them, and people just like go up and do it themselves. You don't need an attendant. That could be like the driving force for a bride to be like, I'm, I'm choosing Ben over Zach. Um, you know, in Absolutely. even, even if your normal package is 6,000, but you say it's 7,000 and you get a free photo booth. It's all about the way you word things. You know, there's, there's always ways to cover your costs as needed by think, giving people the idea that they're getting something for free. Um, but that's just salesmanship too. <laughs> Absolutely. So that one by one kind of photo booth, and I'm sure people are going to be curious about that. That's what I use. It's, well, there's a lot of different examples of yeah. it. The one I use is called a, a Giphy booth, G-I-F-Y-Y-Y booth. There's um, there's other ones out there. Salsa booth, I think is yep. another small one. Yep. Do you have any other recommendations? Yeah, there's a ton. There's Moby booth, M-O-B-I, Moby booth. That's more of like... um. We use those. They're great because they're like a metal column and they're, we, we brand them a lot with vinyl wraps for, for our corporate clients. Those are ones like we had it for a year in the lobby of Sirius XM and it was covered in their branding. And it just, um, as celebrities came in to do radio shows on the way out, their PR people would say, hey, can you do a boomerang on this photo booth? And then they, their social team would blast it out. And that was just like completely passive income because we charged them for a year long lease on it. Um, and it just lives there and it doesn't cost us anything once, you know, except for that. I can't use it somewhere else. You know, I just bought another one at $2,300 or whatever it cost, and forgot about it until they said, Hey, you know, our contract's up. We don't need to renew it. You know? Okay, great. I'll come and pick it up. You know, it takes two seconds. Um, but there's a, there's a million of them. You can, if you just Google iPad photo booth, you're going to get 800 different options they a lot of them look alike some are better quality build than others you know ones like salsa are like very robustly built there are some others that are you know might ship after a few years um you could buy them straight from china on alibaba uh you could create your own on amazon with a ring light and a tripod um it's all how you want your brand to look you know if your brand is sleek modern very you know then you want a Moby booth with like, or a salsa with the white curves and, uh, you know, the hard edges. Or if you're 
rustic. There are wooden tripods you can buy with a ring light. Um, you can match them to your own style for sure. Absolutely. And then what was this software uh, or program that you you mentioned that you could maybe use in combination, in combination with tethering that sure. would get the imagery right from an event to someone's email or, or Yeah, phone? there's a lot of people using Spot My Photos right now. Um, I haven't gotten into it personally. I was supposed to actually jump on a call with the owner of it on Sunday, but I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> uh, but there, I mean, there are others... I, you could do it with Capture One or Lightroom or anything that can directly tether. And then you can use their all different sharing softwares, things like Photo Party Upload or PicPic Social that can watch a, a watch folder and then instantly brand and send out. You know, um, there's a million options. It just depends on how you want your workflow to be or what your pricing structure is. Um, the Spot My Photos one, I think, is one to look into because I think it can be used with an iPhone. I'm not exactly sure how it works or if there are certain cameras that it works with, but worth looking into because I, it's a very simple um, connection process. And, and I think you don't need a lot of equipment or a full PC to run it. Love it. That's awesome. So I want to transition this now. And, you know, a lot of the people who listen, they are in the B to C space, business to consumer, they're photographing for families, babies, uh, parents, uh, boudoir, weddings. And, um, and obviously, you know, there's a, well, we've recently seen it in 2020 with taking a hit, um, with all the weddings postponed and all these things. And, um, and I think just in general, I think photographers are looking for other ways to diversify their income, diversify their revenue, um, and maybe start looking in a bit more of the B2B space as a way to do that. And so maybe a a portrait photographer might start offering a photo booth or something like that to, uh, to a corporate client. Um, do you mind sharing some of the ways that photographers could begin to diversify their revenue by offering solutions like this for businesses? Yeah. I mean, it, it, just goes back to if, if you just add a photo booth, it's the ROI on it is so fast. I mean, if you, if you can offer that photo booth at a thousand to 1500, um, some will say that's too high. That's kind of the ballpark where we're in and we get customers all the time. Um, it's gonna, it, it pays for itself in one to two events and then it's just extra income for you. Um, I always say, when you offer photo booths, don't be the cheapest solution. Because if you mm-hmm. want to get into that B2B side, brands don't hire the cheap companies. Brands mm-hmm. have budgets and brands have this perceived notion that if you charge more, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have found that to be true over the years. And, you know, people will come back to me and they'll say like, hey, can you match this quote for $800? And I'm like, no, I can't. Sorry, if, if that's the deal you want, go with them. Um, there's a reason why you're asking me to match because you see something different or you, you, you think I'm better. And that's enough of a reason for me to not lower my standards. Mm. And then, you know, they'll always come back and be like, okay, we're ready to book. Um, but I mean, it's December is holiday party central. And I think 2021 (laughs) is going to be huge for the corporate company holiday parties. And, you know, I don't call those brand activations. Those are corporate events that are more on like the social side. It's holiday parties, you know, office parties or whatnot. And we do like 25 to 30 in like a two week window. And it's just nuts. Um, And it's so easy to just, if you, 
if your website already has great SEO from your photography side, add this on and let it just ride. You know, if you want to throw some Google ads at it, sure. I've always been the like, I'm just going to be the organic Google marketing, um, the, that way of doing things and not pay. And it's worked out for me. Um, or if, if you really want to boost, you know, buy some backlinks or hire an SEO expert that, that can really optimize your page and try to get you to page one in your area or for your town. Um, but, you know, 20, 2020 was interesting. Um, we pivoted because all we do are these photo activations and events stopped yeah. existing. Um, I don't know if normal photographers, you know, there were still some weddings, maybe some families still wanted some portraitures, et cetera. Newborn photos still had to happen, um, albeit in a, you know, safe environment. Um, we pivoted to the virtual space. Virtual mm. events were hot in 2020. They're still hot right now. They're starting to slow down, but I have clients that we just closed on a $25,000 virtual photo booth. And if I told some people in my industry this, they'd be like, you're insane. How did you do that? And mm. it's a virtual convention for a makeup company. We did them last year at 15,000. We're doing them this year at 25,000. And we're creating virtual photo booth experiences that are fully branded for them. Um, they log onto a website. They take a photo. I mean, it's no different than Instagram. They do it on their phone. It gets branded. It gets emailed. But it because that event's not taking place in person with their 10 to 20,000 um, brand representatives, they all want an outlet to be a family or, you know, mm -hmm. be together, even though everyone's at home and they flock to these virtual photo booths. And we did 10,000 photos last October in, for their brand over three days. Wow. Um, and we've been offering these to all different companies. Um, we've gained a ton of agency and high-end brands because of this. Uh, we were very early to get into it. So our SEO, we're like number two on Google when you search virtual photo booths or online photo booths. Um, and it's been, it was a savior for us in 2020, but it's, it's something that all these photo booth softwares are now offering. So if you own a photo booth supply company, Salsa Booth, for instance, they have a virtual photo booth built into their software. So that's something you can offer. Um, other companies like SnapPick, I think all the major iPad-based photo booth softwares are offering virtual photo booths now because they were all looking for a way to make income mm -hmm. while events weren't happening. You know, so it's, it's cyclical. The software companies need income as much as the, the end photo booth companies do as well. Yeah. Um, so these were developed. Um, you could argue maybe it's too late to get into that now with way things are coming back, but um, I don't know. There's st We still get a few inquiries a day for them. And I love them because I don't have to leave my couch and it's, it's literally passive income. I just, I use my design skills. I make a website. Uh, I use this software. We custom develop some and we cash in. And we were a six figure company just from virtual last year. Yeah. It's wild, man. Yeah, hey, Zach, this is inspiring. This is, you got some really good ideas here. Um, and I couldn't agree more how quickly it is uh, possible if you already have an audience to, to be able to make a return on that. Hey, last question for you. Is that an Emmy just <laughs> behind you? Are you just it got is. an Emmy back there? So I work in TV too. Um, this is my, this is my baby. It's my Emmy. Um, I work for the Today Show as a stage manager. That Emmy is actually for the Sochi Winter Olympics. Uh, I did a show 
Um, if you've ever watched NFL red zone during the football season where they kind of bounce around from game to game, we did something called gold zone with the same host that bounced around from gold, uh, or the final match or gold medal round of each Olympic sport for the Sochi winter Olympics. So we won an Emmy for that. Um, today shows won a few Emmys, but that's my one statue that I have. Um, but yeah, that lives behind me. That's awesome. I love how yeah. I love how the end that you casually just mentioned that you're. I always forget, you know, it's been here for a, a few years, but it always like this is my like Zoom spot, so like I always I, I do it more for the plants, but that always just pops up sometimes, and then, <laughs> you know, I, I'll be out with a client, they'll just be like, "Why do you have an Emmy over your shoulder?" But yeah. you know, <laughs> or even just the casual mention of like, "Oh yeah, I'm a stage manager at the Today yeah. Show." <laughs> Gee whiz, Zach. Man, yeah, I was hey, hanging. Out, I hung out with Ted Lasso this morning. No big deal. <laughs> Uh, I can't tell if you're joking or not. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning with Jason Sudeikis and the Rockettes. My life is, my life is interesting, but I love it. That's so wild, man. I love Jason. He's the best. Um, Hey, Zach, where can people find you online? Where can we send them? Uh, my website or my company's website, studiozphotobooths.com. That's with an S at the end, studiozphotobooths.com. We're on Instagram. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Zach Schiffman, S-C-H-I-F-F-M-A-N. Um, hey, that's us. Yep, I just pulled up your website here for people watching live in the Mastermind group. That's awesome, man. Yes, yeah, studiozphotobooths.com. And then yeah. you said your Instagram was what again? It's at studiozphotobooths. Okay, awesome. At Studio Z Photo Booths. Radical. Yeah, and you'll yep, see what we, we do. We do 360 photo booths. We do multi-camera arrays with um, up to 11 cameras that fire at the same time. Our virtual stuff, normal stuff, our glam booth, we, we use um, skin smoothing filters to make everyone look model perfect. It's one of our biggest wedding sellers. They mm. call it the Kardashian filter. It was made yeah. popular by a company called Mirror Mirror a few years ago. Um, and the Kardashians have them at every event that they do. And then that kind of did the trickle down effect. And now that's the, you know one of the big offerings of photo booth companies. So if you do get into adding a photo booth for your weddings, look into skin smoothing filters, Photoshop actions, or software that has it built in because that's an easy you know two to $300 upsell. And it's just a click of a button in software. Oh, that's awesome. Zach, yeah. thank you, man. Uh, your wealth of information. Appreciate your time uh, yeah, and your pleasure. knowledge. Thanks for just coming on the show and sharing yeah. so freely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. I was allured by Photo Boost back in, man, it was like 20, maybe it's 2014 is when I got my first one. I now own a couple and uh, and I back up with Zach saying, um, if anyone's interested, I do. Um, I currently use the Giphy booth. I'm going to get a code uh, in this podcast episode's show notes. And I think it's probably a few hundred bucks off. I forget exactly what it is. Uh, but if anybody who does want to check out the Giphy booth as a nice small uh, kind of option, I'll provide that there as well. You guys, uh, thanks for tuning in today. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. And remember, please keep showing up.